Hi, welcome to Blindside Movie Reviews. I'm Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with the original blind movie critic, Jay Forey, talking movies right here on Gardner Webb University Radio. Hey, Jay, how are you, bud? Uh, pretty good, Noel. What about yourself? Yeah. Good you, summer here? You know, yeah, man, it's been, uh, you know, we've uh, much of the country, uh, just like we are here in uh, North Carolina, experiencing a heat wave. Um, and it's been a really hot July, um, you know, numerous days. I think they said like 23 days we've had it over 90 degrees. And um, that's, you know, that's definitely a heat wave when that happens. And, uh, you know, this week uh, reached into 100 degrees, and that's even without the uh, the heat index. And I know you deal with that stuff all the time in Florida, but you've got that breeze uh, coming off the, the Gulf side, I think, that helps keep you a little cooler. Isn't that right? No, that's great. You know what? You're exactly right. I hear my parents live in the Carolinas, and and they oh, it's gonna be 95, 97. I go oh, it hasn't been over 92 yet with a breeze. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's actually not any worse than any other summer. So it's not hasn't been bad at all. But uh, it's a good chance to get in and see movies. It is, and you summer. know, and, and actually, I'm really surprised that this has been a been one of the uh, worst box office years uh, for movies in quite a while as far as money. A lot of people are not going to theaters. Now, there's some films that are that are blowing it out of the water as far as uh, you know real success, but others, uh, you know, it's not it's not widespread. And so that's an interesting thing. Uh, Daily Variety did an uh, article this week talking about, you know, are we seeing the decline of theaters? And we've seen this kind of thing pop up before. Some summers are better than others, but you would think with the summer when the heat wave like we've seen across the entire country, you'd think more and more people would say, "Let me go inside." You know, let me go to a theater, but I think we're we're seeing this transition of more and more people having other ways to watch films and and deciding, hey, I'll wait until it comes out on demand uh, or on a Blu-ray or Redbox or whatever and check it out that way. But you and I still go to the theaters and we still enjoy theaters and uh, a couple films we're going to talk about today that have already been in theaters for uh, for a couple weeks. Um, Ghostbusters uh, is actually entering uh, week number three and uh, Star Trek Beyond. Uh, in its second weekend as well. So let's uh, let's talk about these. And uh, which one do you want to talk about first? The uh, yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's been that has been a, uh, a couple weeks ago, no? Yeah, it's the reboot from uh, the classic with uh, Bill Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, and others. And uh, let's get your thoughts on the, on this reboot. Yes. Uh, no, I was actually looking forward to this film. Uh, we all loved the original. You know. I knew you did. I know Slimer was one of your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man was my hero, man. <laughs> oh, Slimer must have been mine, then. <laughs> and, and, and here's the great thing. They both have cameos in this film. Yes, they do. Yes, they so do. They have cameos yeah. along with, uh, uh, cameos along with uh, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. They don't play their own original characters. But they are uh, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. So you'll see Ernie plenty Hudson. of cameos yep. in there. So this film is um, it has you know four women: uh, Melissa McCarthy, uh, Christian White. They're the two main characters. They're friends. Um, one of them's mad at the other because uh, one has a respectable job as a uh, as a teacher in your university, and the other one had they'd written a book on ghosts. And the one goes, ah, what you put that book up for? Oh, you know. So there's a little, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny the way they go back and forth. The whole thing is now ghosts are popping up in New York, and they put together a Ghostbusters team just like the original, and they go out to fight ghosts. Nothing really to tell. It has some humor. It has a lot of ghosts. It's a lot of action. 
It's just fun, and that's what this is all about. One of the things I like, they mixed the old with the new. Absolutely, it was fantastic. They mixed some old, uh, when you had the original Ghostbusters music, and they kind of mixed some rap Ghostbusters in, which wasn't too bad, you know, with the music. And um, the four characters were new characters, so to speak. They they didn't, you know, I was worried that they'd be, okay, this is a Dan Aykroyd character, this is a Bill Murray character. No, they were completely different. So that is the one thing I liked uh, about the characters. Funny, uh, humorous, I should say, not ha-ha funny. It's well worth seeing, though. And I, I, think, uh, I think you liked it also. And, uh, yeah. Not doing great at the box office, but not doing bad either. Hey, you'll see words like protoplasm. Uh, you'll see that <laughs> post-photon pack and everything else. All the stuff you've seen in the original, I liked it. Okay, what, what rating are you giving this? I'm giving it a B rating okay. once again. Okay. Eh, does it deserve a B? I don't know, Okay. but I enjoyed it. And okay, yeah, my, my thoughts on this. Um, I really thought Chris Hemsworth stole the show. Chris Hemsworth was a male secretary, a male uh, administrative assistant who had uh, really no skills whatsoever, uh, and they hired him, of course, for his looks. And so the role reversal there was kind of interesting. I, think, I thought he stole the show. Um, there was a scene at the very end in the credits, and I would remind people, stay through the entire credits there's a post-credit scene as well, but during the credits, there's this whole dance sequence with uh, Chris Hemsworth and a lot of uh, uh, law enforcement officers. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but I will say that that was originally going to be in the film itself. It cost a million dollars just to do that scene, and wow. it did not play well with audiences when it was in the context of the movie. So they decided, well, we'll just put it within the credits, and we'll still make use of this million dollars. But Chris, Chris Hemsworth stole the show. Uh, I do think, um, I, I did think it was fun. Um, I thought it was nice to see the old and the new. But I thought that Kate McKinnon, um, she really forced her role. And uh, she was the one that was, I guess, if anybody, she was taking on kind of the techno geek person in the group. And I just felt that she forced her role. It just didn't feel, uh, didn't feel fluid. And when she was on screen, it just, I thought it caused an imbalance. And so, um, you know, because of that, and also because it really, this isn't an original piece, uh, it's hard to live up to that original. I'm giving it a C plus. I'm not too far down from what you gave it. Um, you know, it was, it was, you know, better than average. I'm glad I saw it. Um, and it was, it was fun. Um, but, uh, but that's the, about the best I can do on that particular one. Now, um, Star Trek Beyond, uh, in theaters now was number one last weekend at the box office. Um, and it's doing really well. Uh, really well overseas uh, as well. It's one of these that's going to have a, a great appeal. You've got uh, got you know all of your cast of characters back uh, yet again. Uh, you've got Kirk and Spock and Chekhov, and Chekhov will not be back if they do another one. He uh, the actor who played Chekhov passed away, but uh, Scotty and you know just so many more in Bones. You've got that cast and crew that uh, we have remembered, the crew we've remembered for years, and the cast we've remembered for the past few years with this reboot. This is the third installment, Star Trek Beyond. Right. And uh, Simon Pegg, who plays Scotty here, he actually was one of the writers yes. in this film. Yes, yes, And um, I thought he, uh, the writing was a good job. It actually kind of reminded me of an old television show, which is not a bad thing. 
we all like the intelligence. The enterprise is now and is around the thirty the, the, in the three year mark, yep, five yep, year mission. Yeah, and they're out in their nearest space station called Yorktown, which originally which originally was the name of a spaceship, and uh, they end up uh, on a planet. Uh, there, the the ship actually is uh, destroyed, lands on a planet, and I won't go into detail there. But uh, I, I thought once again a lot of fun. It was kind of you know, we saw the first one was great. The second was a little bit of letdown. I thought this was another not as good as the first, better than the second. Definitely Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, all of them are great. Um, in this film, we find out that Chekhov, I mean sorry, Sulu is uh, gay. They make him a gay character, and I heard something quite interesting that they said. You know, he did uh, as a nod to the original Sulu, who was gay. And he said that, he goes, hey, that, this is not, I don't necessarily agree with this. He goes, yes, it's nice to get it, but Gene Roddenberry did not intend for Sulu, the character, to be gay. So he goes, ah, it's nice that they did, did, not, did that, but it, I don't think that was necessary to do. So um, that was, I thought that was quite um, nice for him to give his true feelings there. So Yeah, he, he was like, you know, it didn't add anything to the role itself. He said he... And it didn't. You know, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I feel the same way. It in there, and that's it. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it didn't take away from it, but it, it didn't add to it either. Um, you know, nail in the head. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, you know Simon Pegg, just a great writer as well, and a great actor. You know he plays uh, he plays Scotty and just nails it. Um, I really love Carl Urban, who plays Bones. Uh, I've always liked him as an actor, and he is really one of those that has taken this role um, of, of Bones to heart and really plays it incredibly well. He plays it in a way that makes you feel like, yeah, this is this is the Bones of the past, and he's the Bones of the present as well. J.J. Abrams did not direct this. He did produce it. Uh, it was directed uh, this time by Justin Lin. Uh, Justin Lin is known for the Fast and Furious films. He's directed one, two, three, four, been involved in four of the Fast and Furious films. And I could really see that in the way this film was put together in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I, I, I really thought the action was great. The writing was wonderful and intriguing new characters. There were some new characters that I think really added to this, including a mysterious villain. I'm not going to give away a whole lot there, but there's a villain that I really liked played by Idris Elba. And um, I'm giving this a B rating. Uh, my my only complaint on this, Jay, was that you this didn't bother you, but there were a few of the fight scenes uh, inside the ship that were that were not well lit. They were very dark, and it was very difficult to follow and see what was going on. And I heard several other people mention that same kind of thing. So that's my only complaint about it, but I'm giving it a B rating. And I mean, yeah, did you kind of make it kind of feel like a, a really, really good television show? Um, yeah, well, it was much, much well, more well made. But that's what we like. The old, tele- yep. I don't yep. know. I just got that story part of oh, it. Oh, I love know? the story. Yeah, I love and, the story. And the other thing you mentioned about it that I couldn't see, but my wife mentioned, she started, and I heard this from other people too, got kind of sick the way they shot some of the angles from up above on. <laughs> so different angles were uh, kind of. Uh, yeah, she said it kind of made her sick the way the angles were shot. Yeah, well, well I took uh, I took my mean, so I didn't have any motion sickness, <laughs> so I was in good shape. I was in good shape. And I'm blind, so yeah, we're yeah. both safe there. So, so what's your what's your rating for this? I liked it too, but I'm a big Star Trek fan. I gave it a B rating. I okay. didn't know if you would do that. Yep, but I did. B yep. rating for Star Trek Beyond. For All me. right, Jay's website blindsidereviews.com. Uh, you can also find Jay on Facebook and interact with him there as well. Uh, Jay, your rating system is based on the report card. Let's hear it. A, it's so good blind people like it. B, I'm glad I got to hear it. 
She had one eye open. D, I'm glad I couldn't see it. And F, blindness is a blessing. All right, uh, letting people know what's opening this weekend in theaters. Uh, you've got a uh, big film, uh, Jason Bourne, uh, another installment in the Bourne, uh, Bourne Supremacy, Bourne Legacy, Bourne Ultimatum <laughs> series. Uh, Bad Moms also opens up wide release, and Nerve opens in wide release as well. The next week, uh, the film that I'm really looking forward to is Suicide Squad. Uh, DC and Warner Brothers together in a Villains for Hire film. So uh, looking forward to that, getting a lot of buzz. Uh, my son Thomas is excited about that as well. So uh, I'll be uh, be checking that one out, and hopefully I'll be able to talk to you about that next week. What do you think you're going to be talking about next week, Jay? Yeah, I'm hoping Suicide Squad. Okay. We'll just see how it works out at the screening. But that looks... All the stars make yep. it look absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Well, well, appreciate everybody listening and spending time with us right here on Blindside Movie Reviews. Until next time, I'm Noel Manning for WGWG.org, Gardner Web University Radio. And until next time, that is a wrap.